All right, in an instant, an auto accident can put you in the worst financial position of your life. It's an absolute must. You got to hire the right lawyer. You're going to make sure that your insurance companies pay you what you are owed. Injury attorney David Feminini on his team, they are exactly who you need to call. They have been making insurance companies pay for over 30 years. They're going to help you with your case as well. David is ready to speak to you personally right now, 855-65-CRASH. That's 855-65-CRASH, or you simply go to the website, getdavidgetpaid.com. All right. Um, he Rico is into something here, and, and I want to support him on this. Because if there's anything I hate more than Michigan, it might be Duke. In fact, it is Duke. Uh, this court storming thing, can we just bring this up? Because John Shire today has gone to the next level of aggrievement. If you're unfamiliar with this, this weekend, uh, Wake Forest at home beat Duke. And they had a court storming. Now, depending on the video you watch and who you believe, and I think a lot of this you can see what you want to see. The whole point is... Filipowski, who is one of the better players in America, he's going to be a lottery pick, Mm -hmm. uh, was injured in the court storm. And John Shire, head coach Duke after the game, really took after his mentor, Coach K, and sounded like a whiny bee. So the, the, the whole thing was, we have to ban this. We have to end these stormings. This is unacceptable. It's a danger to society. John Shire even went as far as to say, back in my day, we waited 10 seconds before storming the floor. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it was a collective eye roll from people like me. I just believe two things can be true. You could say it sucks that the kid rolled an ankle or whatever happened. But don't sell me that all of a sudden fans are terrorists and they're out here to kill fans. I can't believe how many players. Pe- right, pe- you have to ban this immediately. No, you don't. Jay Billis, this should be banned immediately. Why? Look, I like Jay Billis. I genuinely do. I think he's an outstanding, not a good, not a great. I think he's outstanding calling games. But there is no one. And I interviewed Jay Billis before, and you thought you'd get someone a little bit looser in a podcast form. There is never have I encountered someone more self-important or more serious at all times than Jay Billis. So I, I just take what he says on some of these outrage matters, and I kind of, Put it to the side. But John Shire raised the stakes on this. Mm -hmm. This is where Rico is going to land the plane. Take a (laughs) listen to this. Shire, the problem is between Shire and Filipowski, they can't get the injury right of what was actually injured. Filipowski had a bag of ice on his right knee, and Shire comes out talking about Filipowski's ankle, which leads you to wonder... Guys, you're making too much out of this, okay? He didn't die. If you saw the video afterwards, it was very Paul Pierce-esque. The only thing missing was a wheelchair. They had to each grab a shoulder and get Filipowski off the court, and you just felt so bad for this kid. But now it's almost like, yeah, he doesn't have a significant limp. He's just kind of like, yeah, Filipowski's like, yeah, you know, I'm good, but according to Shire, he's still questionable for the next game. He's, quote, still not himself. Yeah. Close quote. Yeah. Here's my question to you guys. They're milking this. No, no, they are. I, Duke, the only people who play the aggrieved as good as Duke is Michigan. Like, 
the court storming thing. Are we really at a point where we're going to ban? Like, I always go back to Bama, Tennessee. Tennessee hadn't beaten Bama at Neyland Stadium in two decades. Mm-hmm. They win a 52-49 classic. Mm-hmm. You want to take away the fans storming the field. Mike, let's bring, what? It, let's bring it even more local. So I told David. U of D, the single man court storm. Oh. How could you take that man's joy away? Right. And ban him for life and arrest him. Because some people are calling, like, either you ban this or you have to start arresting people. No, it's college sports, and it's what we love about college. And, Mike, this is where you and I will be on the same page. Yeah. You may call me, you know, whatever you do, <laughs> you know, Mr. Media Mogul, but I don't even like Michigan. That's that's not a news flash. I've heard okay? that. But you can't take away when they finally beat Ohio State on that November Saturday. The Snow Angels. The, and the they emotion. ran out yes. there. And 110 fans all poured down on the field. Yes. And that's a moment that kids and parents and oh. grandparents. Right. That was a moment. Yes. And I can't take that away from you because you earned it. You deserved it. You celebrated with the team. It was pre-cheating. That's College sports, you need to have that type of emotion. So my thing is this. You got to be prepared. If you're playing Duke, call it a Duke tax. Or if you're playing a top team, have some extra security there to make sure you can kind of keep the kids off the court so that the people can get back to the locker room. So let's ask the question. Are we at a point where this stuff should get banned? I just... I understand that maybe I'm flying by some legitimate points because I I am, like, so tired of the PC. Everyone's outraged at everything all the time or offended or, like, basically, why don't we make a list of all the things that make college sports great and just get rid of all of it? That's where I feel like we're at. This is one. This is one where I'm going, wait. This this has been a thing for 40 years. 50, 60 years. Why? Or are you on the other side of this and you go, no. Like many things in life, this has outlived its usefulness. Society is different. People are different. And this shouldn't happen. I I would love to know where you're at, whether you're a college football or college basketball fan. If you disband this, you might as well get rid of the NCAA tournament because this is when you beat Goliath at home and your student sections want to go out there and celebrate with you. I've seen Northwestern knock off Purdue two years in a row, and everybody comes out of the stands. It's fun to watch. For Purdue, yeah, it sucks because you don't want to be that team that gets beat and have everybody celebrate around you, win the game. But you can't take this away because it's one of the things that makes college sports fun. I know we argue back and forth, Mike, and I know you're saying, look, it's starting to turn more and more professional. I will die on this hill. You cannot take this away. You cannot take <laughs> court storming or field storming away. I always it's feel, what makes college sports different. It's like, like tailgating. We get into all this crap. Well, MSU did a successful job of taking that away. I'm sorry. I, um, Sore spot, David. It is. Sorry. I'm going to flag myself. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> I know. So, Mike, feel- you'll be tailgating at Hubbard Hall. Right. We get the we get the outrage points here, and it's like a forty eight hour outrage. And then and you sit and you listen to people get super upset about this stuff, and you're like, 
Are you going to feel that way in a week? Mm-mm. Are you going to feel that way in a month? No. There's no way these people who get bent out of shape about court storming can believe what they're saying. No, but I think it be- it went to the forefront because two people, Duke. It was Duke, and then it was Caitlin Clark earlier this year. And it's like, okay, you, you got to do something because our stars are now getting injured. David, cue up the Caitlin Clark video because I remember watching it. That was over a month ago. And I remember watching it, and then there were two angles. And I'm like, that's not nearly as bad as what was reported. It, it, it You know, when it first happened, it was like, oh, my God, Caitlin Clark murdered. It, it was like, I believe it was like some girl had her phone in her hand. and yeah, she was running rec- on. Yeah. She yes. was recording herself running on yes. and went right smack into Caitlin Clark. Right. From one angle and the way they reported it, you would have thought it was like a, a hit. Correct. And then the other angle, you're like, nah, that's a dope on their phone. I just... Let's just say I was looking for her to be nominated for an Oscar. Okay. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Filipowski needed the Paul Pierce wheelchair. Yes. Yes. Uh, who else? Uh, Dwayne Wade. Do you needed know, that wheelchair. Do you know the and story? Uh, do you know the story that was discussed around the Paul Pierce wheelchair? No. What he um, he may have had to go and do? Yeah, I thought he, yeah. <laughs> I think we're on a, I think I know what you're saying, yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> Just an old wives tale from back in the day in 08. 248-539-9797. David, get the ticket text in order. We'll get to the people. I, I just think, you know what, and I admit my bias, the fact that it's Duke complaining, I really don't want them to get their way. I just get so tired of them. It's not even do. You cannot do this because this is one of the things that makes college. It's part of the pageantry that when you knock, like you said, when Tennessee knocks off Alabama. Want a fun one? How about earlier this year, football season? And don't don't knock it. Work with me. It was an old Big 12 rivalry that had been taken away by conference realignment. And it was a sold-out stadium for the first time in three years. Mizzou was at home hosting Kansas State. And Nevis or Revis, whatever that kid's name is, the 300-pound kicker, he kicked the longest field goal in SEC history to beat him at the gun. Great game, great kick. Fans run out on the field. Everyone who's sitting on the hill at Folsom Field running (laughs) down. It was a scene. It was fun. I remember how angry you were, I think, when when Kansas beat, uh, was it Texas or Oklahoma? Two years ago, because you had money on the other team, and it goes overtime. But that's fun. Like, yeah. Here's the thing. I would love that if all of a sudden in East Lansing, you just, congratulations, you just beat Ohio State. I would expect everybody to run out on I'd the field. I'd run on the field if we stayed within 17. I'd be the U of you know D what? fan. It'd be a one-man party. <laughs> I, I don't remember the last time we competed with Ohio State. Who's that at the 50-yard line? <laughs> That's Mike. Is that Mike? <laughs> Is he driving the Spartan Chariot? We lost 34-17. I don't care. Out there with a golf cart looking like Marshawn Lynch. Close- <laughs> Closest we've been in years. Wee! And George. <laughs> I swear to God, man, I don't remember the last time we haven't lost by 50. Right, but I'm saying it's one of those things that if that happens, yeah. man, you should be encouraging it. Guys, everybody, yeah. out on the field. Let's go. 248-539-9797. It's 97.1. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast why why if you have t-mobile 5g home internet you might be hearing this a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Court storming. John is up next. Johnny, what's going on, buddy? Hey, fellas. How you doing? Hey, John. Yeah, I, t- I turned on the radio and I heard you guys talking uh, on my way home about this talking about uh, a conversation that's happening about stopping letting the college kids rush the court in the field. And I just called in real quick, you know, after the pandemic um, in 2022, I think Alabama played, I think it was Tennessee. I could be wrong, but Alabama lost. Yes. Um, The fans rushed the field. And I'm telling my wife, this is the part of sports I miss. And I I really think after that fanless period we went through with the pandemic, it's a part of the game I really appreciate, and it would really, really upset John, me. If they John, 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 that's the fifty-two forty-nine game. Tennessee hadn't beaten them in fifteen yeah. years. That was the Bryce Young, the yeah, field goal. Right. Yeah, it was magical. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, take away Christmas morning from you. I don't. Hey, <laughs> fellas, have you, a good, have you a good got it, Johnny. You too. I look, and I, I admit. I overreact to the college stuff because I feel like everything's going the wrong way for what I enjoy. But what I don't understand is the overreaction of people. Well, you have to ban this. It's like, no, no, no. no we don't, don't. We don't ban driving because somebody got into an accident. We don't say, you know what? No more driving ever. We have to get people off the roads. Cars are a detriment to society. We don't do that. So why are we doing that? Because you had two players Somebody bumped into them. Oh, this is yeah, lawsuits are going to happen. What lawsuits? Seriously, this is the 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 outrage that I saw nationally. I just couldn't believe. Like this is one of the one things that I will die on a hill. You cannot ever get rid of because it's a one of those moments, Mike. I still remember like the last time I saw something was MSU when they beat number one Wisconsin and Drew Neitzel had the three-pointer that bounced all the way around the rim and finally went in. Oh! Yes. Or in 2000. Well, that was like 07. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, I know. I'm but, not even mad at you. No, because it's, you know, I guess they've reached the point at the Breslin Center, like, they don't rush the court anymore. Like, well, it's because we don't win any big games. Even if they did, they, they you know. I'm sorry. That was a cheap shot. It was. It's 70 and sunny. There's you no room. There's just, no room for negativity today. You just couldn't let me have this, could you? It's my bad. That's, I'd like to apologize. Let's go to Jeff, 97.1. What's up, Jeff? And Jeff. Hey, how are you guys doing this afternoon? Hey, hey. Jeff, what's up? So this court storming goes back farther than you think. Um, so I'm cleaning out my dad's house today. Just so happens. And I run it. I look at his college scrapbook. He played small college ball in the East Coast. So in 1953, there's three seconds left in this game, and he hits the winning bucket. And the picture that is cut out in the scrapbook, he's on the shoulders of some guy in the middle of the court, and there's like 400 students out there. And they're having a great time. The article is amusing because, you know, it's written in 1953. So you can't ban this. You know, I've been up at MSU, and they beat, Notre Dame with the last, you know, the fake field goal. All the kids go out in the field. I've been at Michigan when they beat us in 2011 or 2012, and the, and the students there went out on the field after the game. So you can't do that. You can't ban this. This no. is fun. This is college. This is excitement. This is different than pros. Right. If, if you're going to ban this, you know what? You got to ban, you know, the walkthrough campus and uh, all the different rituals that people do before they go into stadiums because now now you have become a professional team and it's no fun. And see, now, see, you just stumbled on something. And I know we're talking the court storm. Did you see Sean Miller, former coach of Arizona, head coach of Xavier? Yeah. Who, by the way, uh, have you heard some of the whispers there? Yeah. He's already got a little bit of a handshake deal with a certain Big Ten university? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, well, well, the funny thing is... Rumors Ohio State, but... But no, the funny thing is that the current coach that's there now, he may be making that job a little harder. <clears throat> hey, I just knocked off two Big Ten teams. I'll avoid it. But go the, ahead. The reason I brought it up, there's a changing dynamic in college sports. See, early, like when Rick Pitino ripped his players, all the pearl clutchers, the Doug Carshans, Oh, my God, you can't speak about amateur athletics that way. Well, they're not. You wanted the money, right? You wanted to be pros, right? Welcome to being an employee. You're going to have a lot of things that are not fun said to you. So Sean Miller basically went out and just said, this effort's a joke. If this is what you're going to get, you will never play here. I will ensure you never play here. Oh, now... Now Sean Miller's up against it, and I'm going, no, no, no. You know what I like? I like coaches going to war against their players. You know why? Because they've had enough of the entitlement. See, there's a different way to watch college sports now, and I can't figure out if I'm comfortable with it. I used to like it where I never viewed them as kids, but I viewed them that they were a part of the university. They made a choice to go to a school. All mm-hmm. jokes aside about Tennessee and bags of money. right? But they, 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 were, they were a part of that community. For one reason or another, whether it was the position coach, the head coach, they're a legacy recruit, whatever it is, man, grew up a fan. Now, they are mercenaries. They are NFL players. Do you know what I have no loyalty for? NFL players. I don't care if you play for the Giants. I root for the helmet, not you. 
If you play like ass, I want to shoot you out of a cannon. I la launch them to Nebular. But now I find myself doing that with college where I'm actually enjoying some of these coaches that are not afraid of the blowback, and they're going, you know what? F this. This is a clown show. This kid sucks, and it's making a hundred grand, and I've had enough. And I think the reason why you feel that way as well is because kid may not be there next year, so you're not invested in this kid. Why do I care? Right. Oh, you know what? Yeah, let's just go ahead and move on from him and bring in somebody but else. But it feels dirty. Right. The kid has a career at your school, lasts about as long as a stick of fruit-striped gum. Underrated. But every color tasted the same. It didn't make any sense. Kind of like Roberto. Best 10 seconds of your life. That's not. Uh, that's. Whoa, that was <laughs> that's, that's a flag, man. Oh. <laughs> Judges, look at Roberto. No. <laughs> Unfair. Churlish. All right. Let's. David, ticket text, and then we are out of here. What do you got? Regarding Duke and the uh, stork. Corn storming. Okay, try again. Corn storming. Uh, Duke crybaby player stuck his foot out when fans stormed the court. Watch it. He loses the game and can't accept the fans' joy. Uh, the Duke injury sounds like the fake whiplash from a car accident. My neck and my back. That is from Glenn. Well, yeah, the fact that after the game he had no limp, but he literally had to get carried off the court. And then the coach comes out. I don't know if he's quite right yet. And it's like somebody forgot to tell Filipowski, act like you're injured. I'm not saying get rid of court storming, rushing the field, but do it when it's actually meaningful, like the Auburn returning the kick to beat Alabama type stuff, not for just beating a regular team. Yeah, but you're but Wake Forest. It's been a rough go of it. You got Duke, Duke coming in right. And remember, those two teams – at many points, that's been a big rivalry. That's a landmark win for that program. Duke is one of those things. It's like, yeah, Purdue. You beat Zach Eady and Purdue, you're rushing the court because we just beat the number one team in the nation. Those schools are also so close to each other. All those kids from each school probably know each other, grew up together, whatever. So, of course, they want to storm the court. What is the spread going to be on that game? Uh I don't know. I'm thinking probably nine and a half, ten and a half. Oh, Jesus. No, I, I would need like 17. Okay, but I'm being realistic. I am too. State at Mackey is a, it's it, a, it, it is. It's a terror. They, they have to balance it out. I watched Cassius Winston lose by 40. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a terror dome at oh, Mackey. No, I remember. I, I, I was like, oh, okay, I can't wait. I was going to, I got off the plane and you walk past the, the bar in the airport and I had to stop like, I guess I don't need to rush home. No. <laughs> this game is over. Yes, David. Oh, man. This was just the coach of Duke being a sore loser. That's right. Tell him to put his boy, big boy pens on and shut up. Uh, if you missed anything, odyssey.com rewind, including our first annual Mr. Lions pageant, where I have uh, started draft season with what I think is the singular most quintessential Lion player in this draft. You can go listen to that. We had a lot of fun with it. Just something creative, just something to tuck away in your draft prep. Uh, also, you know what's interesting here? And then we'll get to Rieger. We have for a while been like, you know what would be a good place for Justin Fields? Atlanta. Mm -hmm. But the more I think about it, you know, you know what could be interesting? Could that be a place for J.J. McCarthy? Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Mobile enough to be dangerous. Rocket arm, 
You have the rookie salary scale. They have all the weapons that are there, and it doesn't require Atlanta to move up or give up anything to get said player. And you get rookie salary scale. I see what you're saying, Mike. I need to see more. Oh, I know. From I'm, JJ, because this is going to come across. Is he that big of an upgrade than Desmond Ritter? Because when Desmond Ritter came out of college, he had all the accolades. And it was like, I can't believe he slipped down to the second round. I, I But I, I warned you, male pattern baldness. Um, <laughs> are we going to Rieger? Speaking of baldness, Rieger, how are you? Oh, my God. I'm going to shave it. I'm going to shave it, damn it. How dare you? Oh, please. How it are only you? Looks bald. It only looks bald in certain lights, okay? <laughs> yeah, the daylight. Just to say. <laughs> and moonlight. Uh, so, so I have some great stuff to report to you guys. Do you know how, like, when Woj and I are on remote here at Little Caesars Arena and the Pistons are playing and there's nobody here, and you guys are always like, oh, I mean, you could be at a McDonald's. We can't hear any fans. You will not believe the scene oh. two hours before this game. Now, have you, have you guys heard of uh, Michael Sauna, by the way? Oh. Do you know who that is? No. Oh, well, apparently he's uh, some dude that has collaborated with the Red Wings, and the line is out the door for his merchandise outside of the arena store. And then people are just congregating on a gorgeous day outside the arena. Absolutely. Dude, I'm telling you, man, like, it's this is going to be an unbelievable place for a playoff game. Keep the train rolling. We are, we are on to Toronto. I, we do not stop at a playoff spot. This is Rieger. They can do this. Don't you get the feeling, and this might be a little cocky, a little arrogant, but I'll say it anyway. Washington played yesterday, second yep. game of a back-to-back. Don't you get the feeling that you just expect to win today? Like, that's what this team has done to me. I expect them to win every time they play. And I have no problem with it. So what, are you leading wings? Are you leading the party, or what are we doing here? Uh, we got a little wings, and we're only on for 45 minutes. And I want to get to something Dan Campbell said at the Combine today. And uh, he was asked about regrets of the NFC title game. And I thought his answer was really interesting, which will lead us to a topic. So wings and then Campbell, too. All right. And in the words of David, tremendous Wednesday. Oh. And a good night to all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What See is you, that? Reed.